Let's talk. This podcast featuring three black women talking about our perspective on life and all that happens in it and through it from marriage, sex, politics, and culture while providing laughter, information, and encouragement over great food and drinks. Sis. Go ahead, queen. Listen. Let's Let's talk. talk. Hello, everybody. How you guys doing? Hey. 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 Guess what? It's, it's break, break time. time. Uh, yes. How's your day today? <sighs> Crazy. 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 Yeah, I slept all day, so yeah, you know. <laughs> I was grinding at work in <laughs> crazy place. Living the American dream. Hey, hey, hey. It's been an interesting day, I must say. So let's get into today's topic, the black woman. Is she angry or is she passionate? Hmm. And... I would like to give a big shout out to a black woman who is doing big things. She is a center of attention right now, Miss Kamala Harris. Uh-uh. Correction. 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 She knows she is uh, vice president elect <laughs> Kamala Harris. Yes. Yes, that's that good. Yes, it does. Vice President elect Kamala Harris. Oh, that sounds so good. Let that me tell queen you something. sitting in the bottom of all them, you know, clear white men up there. That is true. I'm proud of her. She I mean, is not angry. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no. You know, it's so funny uh, that, you know, we talk about her and this topic all in the same note because um, I remember watching her in a debate and how she, to me, to me, I think she handled herself very well. You know, that was that's to me. Yeah. But, you know, a lot of people was giving her a uh, slack about how she handled herself in a debate. And um, it kind of threw me back because, you know, a lot of people was like, well, she had an attitude, her facial expressions, um, how she was talking with her hands and making all these, um, you know, head movements and things like that. And I think a lot of times as black women, that's one of the stigmas that follow us in the professional world. Like we always get mistaken for the angry black woman. You know, we it's never said that we're passionate. It's never said. It's always like she have an attitude, mm-hmm. or um, why she's so aggressive. Yeah, she's she's and, 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 and why can't you just say I'm attentive or I'm assertive or any of those things? Like why do I have to be angry? Why do I have to have an attitude? Why I always gotta have a tip on my shoulder just because I'm passionate about something? So I think a lot of times, you know, as black women, that is one of the things that you know follow us, and I just don't think it's a it's fair. I don't think that um, you know. I think I don't think we're giving a fair chance. I think we come in the room and automatically he she come with this attitude for our presence. I, I, and is it because people are threatened? I'm not sure, but you know, even when Kamala was in the debate, she um she gave Pence his time. Like she was calm. She allowed him to speak. She never spoke over top of him. And then when she wanted her time, she say, "May I speak? Can I speak now?" Can I have my time now? Like she asked for permission. And then, but that was taken as if she was being, you know, rude or she had an attitude or things like that. I think people took it as sarcasm. Like her wanted to say, I'm speaking. So that's going to be like one of the biggest, I think. That is one of the biggest memes I see. Yeah, the memes. I'm speaking. Yeah, I'm I'm speaking. speaking. I'm going to make me a shirt. Speaking of shirts, (laughs) Nicole has on a shirt that says, I am not an angry black woman. I'm a passionate black woman. And what else, Nicole? And sometimes I talk with my hands because I do talk with my hands. <laughs> so sometimes people can take that as being aggressive. 
but it's not, it's just like, oh my God, I'm in my head and I'm talking and my hands get to move. Sometimes I probably need to stop it some or cut it back. But I think that's part of what makes me me. Um, it's not to be aggressive or offensive to someone else, but sometimes people can take that. Um, I have had someone to say here recently, oh, you know, it's a little aggressive. And she was moving her hands and talking with her hands. But I kind of do that all the time anyway. So I, I didn't take it as being aggressive. And sometimes when you feel a certain way about a topic or something that you're saying, you kind of get passionate and you get into it and you kind of get a little loud. Um, my sister-in-law and I, we're best friends. Shout out to you, Tracy Price. Uh, <laughs> but uh, we talk quite often and we I love talking to her. We have conversations and we do not always agree. Um, but we agree. We disagree in love, mm -hmm. but we mm -hmm. talk about things um, and we get a little bit loud. And we, how could you do that? How could, y'all know I'm country because I'm from Memphis, Tennessee. Shout out mm -hmm. Memphis, Tennessee. <laughs> but uh, I'll give lots of shout, shout outs today. But we get in there, we get to talking. I was like, well, how could you say, well, how could you? And this, but then at the end of the day, we come back and we say, you know, this was a great conversation. Nobody takes it as being angry. But you know what's crazy about all of that? We okay with doing that amongst each other. I was gonna say the same thing. We okay mm -hmm. with doing that amongst each other, but we get around other races. You know what happens? We tend to hold back and not be like that. And I think sometimes and I think it's that's not sad. even because I because they I, I think that like they don't know how to handle us or take us. We know how to take each other, but I think that when we get around other cultures, it's perceived so mm -hmm. differently. And I think sometimes too, Crystal, it's not even about other cultures because I know like in my family, I come from like a large family. Mm -hmm. So my husband, he comes from a smaller family, and they're. They're not as loud as we are. So when we get together, mm -hmm. like Nicole said, we're usually loud. We talk with our hands. And I remember one day me and my nephew, we were going like back and forth, back and forth. And we were just passionate about the topic that we were talking about. Mm -hmm. And when we got in the car, my husband was like, oh, I don't think that your nephew was playing. Like, I think he was really mad. And I was like, no, that's just how we communicate. Like, nobody was mad, but we get passionate about a topic. We talk over each mm -hmm. other. We're loud. But I guess in his family, because they're they're not that way, he took that as like us having an angry conversation. So I mm -hmm. think even sometimes in our own culture, I think we depict some conversations or or things that people do as being aggressive or being angry. But definitely, like you're saying, especially I think with black women, even in a workplace, like we're seeing like if if you speak up. Or if you don't always agree, or like Nicole said, you use your hands a lot. Um, that could be seen as very aggressive. Like I remember I had a job and someone said that I was not professional. I was, I was, and it was like, it wasn't that I wasn't professional. I spoke my mind. I never cursed a person, but I spoke up for myself. But so, I'm going to tell you, hold on. I'm going to tell you one thing though. Mm -hmm. When it comes to Kamala, she got a lot of pressure for her though. And I really feel bad for her because I'm going to tell you, she's going to have it on both ends. It's going to be in a black world, yes. she ain't doing enough. She don't have enough spice. But in a white world and other culture world, it's going to be like she's doing too much. So she's going to have to... It's. I'm really looking forward to see how she moves in the White House because I feel bad because I know it's going to be times when she's going to want to cuss and want to be a certain way. But because the world is looking at her and she want to represent our culture, it it's going to be times when she's going to battle with a lot. And I just like, it's going to be interesting to see because I know like as a black woman, you know, you, I'm going to have to try my best not to judge her. It'd be like, oh, she's, you know, 
being well, phony or she trying to get too white. Yeah, That's what we like, I'm gonna get. have to try my best not to judge her because I know I'm not perfect and I know I could see myself so being like. She just trying to please them. Like, what about, uh, you know? But is so. she trying to please people or is she just trying to be professional? Mm -hmm. So I think that that's something that we're going to have to look at for her. I want to see who she is. Um, from some of the um, commercials or um, some of her speaking engagements that she's done, mm -hmm. she seems to be like, when she speaks, she speaks. She's, she's, I wouldn't say loud, but you can hear her. But is she doing that because she's trying to get an office? Like, is she, what is she going to do when she, once she's in there? That's my concern. I, I, w I would like to see her still keep that same oomph about herself, mm -hmm, assertiveness, mm -hmm. but not cushy. But, you know, let you know, hey, this is what I'm saying. Mm -hmm. I'm speaking up. Um, I'm talking. I'm listening to what I have to say. Mm -hmm. And I won't take that as she's acting white or she's not acting black enough. Mm -hmm. I just want her to be able to be professional mm -hmm. and then continue to remain who she is to her core. Right. That's something. But before we go any further, I think we need to define a couple of things. Mm -hmm. uh, let's define passionate and let's define angry. So passionate is um, capable of, affected by, or expressing intense feeling. Anger means feeling or showing anger. And anger, well, angry means feeling or showing anger. Anger is defined as a strong feeling of displeasure and usually of antagonism. And for us who don't know who antagonism mean, I looked it up. <laughs> Girl. <laughs> Opposition <laughs> or conflicting force, tendency or principle. So conflicting. Um, so when I was I was looking up passionate hmm. and angry, I said sometimes they can the the definitions can be intertwined because sometimes we're so passionate about something we can get angry. And sometimes we're, we get angry because we're passionate. So hmm. um, I think we have to look at the intent where you're showing a feeling of displeasure. But then where passionate is, is an intense feeling. So I intensely feel that black women are not always angry. We're not always like, like right at you. But we, we're passionate about what we feel, what we know, what we're trying to do. I, I want to be the best mom or the best doctor or the best teacher or the best nurse or whatever it is. And we get passionate about those things. Sometimes it's passionate about cleaning your house. I used to clean my house every day when I first got married, every day, the whole house. And I was passionate about it. I liked it. It was like, oh, I need to clean up. I need to do this. But it, it wasn't an angry thing. I was just passionate about mm -hmm. doing it because I love to have a clean house. Some people get passionate about helping people. Love to help people. We just get passionate about it. I want to go. I want to do this. And you go. And when somebody disagrees with what you say or throw somebody else out, how could you not? How could you not do this? I mean, one of these topics is going to have to talk about the homelessness because y'all know how I feel about that. <laughs> but that's for another day. But I think, you know, with these definitions, looking at them, I think uh, certain things distinguish it all. It, it, and it's like your nonverbal communication, like your tone or your actions or how you're responding to certain things. Because, like, you could be passionate about certain issues. And as you're talking about it, based on how you respond and what you're doing when you're responding, it could turn into anger. Yes, you know, especially if you feel as no one is listening or no one is agreeing with you and things like that, it could turn. So, you know, just got to be careful how you deliver, how you feel about certain things. Let's take and it back to where um, Cece started talking about professionalism and in the workplace. Because sometimes I think as a black woman, we are labeled as being angry, mm -hmm. cushy, aggressive, know-it-all. And that's not always the case uh, when we go to work. Sometimes you just, you see something wrong and you're like, how could you, that's not right. 
Let's see how we can fix it. Mm -hmm. We're trying to be helpful. But what other people may see is you're being aggressive. You're being bossy. She's so angry. Listen at the way she talks. I, I tell people this all the time. When I first met both of you, you both have strong personalities and strong voices. <laughs> and Very I was always authority. in trouble. <laughs> in the principal's office. I was office. always in yeah. the principal's office. CC was always I, in I the principal's office. I was always in the principal's yeah. office. <laughs> and, you know, I, I, if CC doesn't mind me sharing this story, no. we uh, there was a time where we were at our workplace and someone thought she was being very nasty and very rude. She was so angry. And, you know, she was yelling at me. And I sat there because I heard the whole conversation that she was talking. But that person came back to me and said, well, she, I don't appreciate that she was yelling at me. She was so loud and she was acting all angry. And I, I don't like that. And I said, well, Cece talks that way to everybody. That's mm-hmm. just how she talks. She Her voice is very authoritative. You know, she's... It's how it's her tone. She talks mm-hmm. to me the same way. She talks to our bosses the same way. She talks to the patients the same way. It's how she is. Mm-hmm. She said, well, I don't appreciate that. I said, well, how do you expect her to change her voice if that's how her God-given voice? You can't do that. So sometimes I think in the workplace, it can be misconstrued as being angry mm-hmm. and very, and I don't know, it's very just not right. Right. And I, I think that too, like using that example, Nicole, I think for me, and then what it made me do was I was like, well, now I'm just not going to speak up. I'm not. So it kind of made me go into a shell where it was like, cause I, I, I made it internal. So it was like, well, if people are going to perceive me that way, because I do have a very strong um, persona when I speak, I do speak with authority when I speak. And really what I was saying was absolutely right. And I think that a lot of times, especially with black women, especially I'm finding like in a professional work environment, what they want us to do sometimes is dummy ourselves down. That's how I feel anyway. I feel like, you know, I always say we're all educated. We all have degrees. We're all there to do a job. But I feel like sometimes in a workplace, people want you to dummy yourself down where it's it's like we, we can't speak up. We can't. We can't question things. And I think she was more upset because I questioned something, not because and nobody had ever like nobody. Everybody, I guess, felt like she walked. They walked on eggshells with her. That's how I felt. And then when I questioned her, it was like, I dare you question me. So then all of a sudden now it was like, okay, now you're aggressive. You're you're angry. You were loud. And I was like, you know, first of all, we're at work. We're speaking with mask on. So you have to be somewhat loud. But I think that to me, I was like. I, nothing that I said to her was was unfactual. Like, it was the truth. But she just didn't like my delivery. So I think for me, what it made me do was go back and reevaluate. Because, right, I can't do anything about my tone. I do speak with authority when I speak. But maybe my delivery needs to change. So not, not so much that I need to not say anything and speak up for myself or when things are wrong. But my delivery maybe needed to be a little bit different. And when we sat down to to talk like to our supervisors, it was more of a misunderstanding. So I think even with the whole anger and um, the passionate, sometimes it's, it's just a misunderstanding that you are being passionate about something, but it can come off as angry. It just depends on whoever the receiver is. But do you think that like, let me ask you a question. Do you think that that changed who you are? Like ever since you got hired there, you know, you was a sparky, fiery person. Do you find yourself feeling like it changed who you who you are? 
I think that it started for me to change who I was until me and Nicole had a conversation and she was like, you know, don't change who you are. Yes, maybe you need to work on your tone mm-hmm. and maybe the delivery. And so that's why I think for for me, because I'm growing and learning, right, in a professional mm-hmm. world, mm-hmm. even in my personal life. So sometimes you have to take some, it's, to me, it's all about maturity mm-hmm. and about growth. Mm-hmm. So I could look at that thing, like you're saying, Crystal, and say, you know what? Well, now I'm just going to be in a bubble. I'm not mm-hmm. going to speak up. I'm not. But anybody who knows me, I mean, I'm 46 years old since I've been little. Like, I remember I've always been outspoken. I've I've never been a shy mm-hmm. person. Mm-hmm. So for me to go into a shell, then it's not authentic. It's not you. It's not me. It's and not that's you. exactly right. how not she me. was that day. She came to work the next day and I was like, what's going on? She was like, oh, hey. Yeah. Hey, Nicole. I was like, what's what's wrong? Is something wrong? She's like, no. And she explained to me about the situation. So I'm just going to be quiet. And I said, we can't do that. Right. You can't dumb down who you are or take, you can't go retreat into yourself because of what someone else said. Let's take a lesson from it and mm-hmm. say, let's change maybe how your delivery was. Right. Or maybe some of the words you say, because sometimes words can sound very angry, even when you say them very nicely in in a low tone of voice. So I think that's something that's important. I know, Crystal, you talked about some instances with at work with mm-hmm. managers before them perceiving you to be angry. Or- I just think like I think part of it is, you know, sometimes we are on our own downfall. Like yeah. I think that. People are so used to seeing us a certain way. So if I'm always turned up in meetings, if I'm always, I don't want to use the word combative, but if I'm always the type of person that always question and disagree and always have a... Uh, they call that argumentative most of the time. Yeah, like I'm just trying to think of an example. Like Say, for instance, if you're sitting in a board meeting and it's something that you don't like and you always like, well, I mean, I don't think it should be done this way. You're always the person that go against the grain. I think I'll use that. So say for instance, you're that employee that mm-hmm. always go against the grain. And people get so annoyed because every time we have a meeting, oh, Lord, here she comes. She don't agree with nothing. You're never that person that go with the flow. And I'm not that person, right? So I've never been that person. Like, I'm always the person I like to do. I march to my own beat. So if a person come and they don't and they say something, I, don't, I think it's crazy. I think it's overwork. I think it's dumb, a dumb decision. I'll say, like, I really don't. I really think this could be done a different way. I really think that. That's the long way to do something. So in their mind, it's like, oh, God, she's difficult. So I'm always perceived as being difficult. So that's the stigma that's placed on me. So even if I'm sitting in a meeting and I ain't said a word, as soon as I open my mouth, it could be something. It ain't even nothing difficult. I could agree. In their mind, I'm the difficult person. That's what they see. So they give me that stigma. So even with the attitude, because sometimes my tone, my downfall is my tone and Mm -hmm. my my emotions on my face. And that's my downfall. So people see that and that's what carries me. So even when I'm in front of managers, they always, that's always something they say, like your tone, your delivery, how you say things. So I know those are things that I need to work on with me. But it wasn't until... I think after about five or six managers said that till I realized, well, maybe I do need to work on my delivery and my tone is being perceived a certain way. But my battle is how do I work on that and not change who I am in the process? I think that's the part of the growth. And I think that's the part of like self-examination. So I think for me, 
when you're hearing it. Because even for my kids or my husband, like they used to be like, it's just the way you say things. It's just the way you say things. And I'm like, well, that's just me. I say what I want to say if you because I speak the truth. Like that was always my thing. I speak truth. You don't like me when with I speak whole truth. Attitude. Right. Get with my hand. I speak the truth. Bro. I wish y'all could see me. Yeah. Hand bobbing. I speak and then the there truth. goes the angry black woman. Right. And so they're right. Or or not that you're passionate about speaking the truth. Right. And they didn't perceive it that way. Mm-hmm. So I think that again, it's the person, it's the other person, how somebody perceives it. It's you know, how they define anger. Because, like, today when I was talking to my daughter about doing a podcast and I was explaining to her about passion, and she said to be passionate to her. And I was like, oh, that's good. So I said, so shout out to Cree since Nicole's doing shout out. Shout out to my oldest daughter, Cree. She said when you're passionate about something, it should uplift, inspire, and produce fruit. That's Hmm. true. And she said, when you're angry, it tears down and destroys. I like that. Right? That's awesome. So shout out, Cree. Yeah, I like that. Yeah, that's Cree. But no, say that again. So she said, when you're passionate, it uplifts, inspires, and produces fruit. Mm -hmm. When you're angry, it tears down and destroys. So if you think about even at work, when when you show anger, if it's tearing down your, your coworkers, if it's tearing down your boss, if it's destroying your coworkers or your boss's self-esteem, that's 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 anger. That's not passionate. When we're passionate about something, it should be able to uplift, inspire, and produce fruit. Hmm. That is true. Right? I said I that was deep, but she was like, Mom, don't be trying to use my stuff. One. I said, Oh, well, it's gone. It's gone. It's gone. It's, it's going to go on the shirt. Baby girl. Yeah, it's it's going to be on the shirt. Yes. Yes. But it's, it, so I think that when you, like, again, I think it all comes with maturity, Crystal, is that you don't change. Because when Nicole said that, because, right, for me to have to go to work every day and act a different way, I would have been miserable. I'm just going, because everybody knows me at work. I'm talkative. I'm outgoing. People know when you want something done, come get me. I'm going to get it done. But I had to learn how my delivery had to be maybe a little bit different. But, you know, and I'm going to receive that, what you just said, because now, even now, like when I, I could still disagree or have an issue with something. Right. So now I'm going to take what you just said. And when I want to address what I disagree with, I'm going to say, you know what? Let me come in a, let me come from a direction of wanting to, what was the passionate Uplift, one? Uplift, inspire, and, inspire and, produce and produce fruit. So I'm a, let me come from a, let me come from an angle of me producing fruit. Right. And it's the words we use, right? So like if a manager say they want us to do some type of form. And I think the form is redundant. How can I present that and still produce fruit? Like, you know what? That form is redundant, but can we try something different? Like, you know, like try to present it in a way where it doesn't seem so Right, because the anger comes in, angry. like when you're like, oh, the form is stupid. Why we got to keep yeah. doing this form? <laughs> I mean, like, we done did this for five times. I don't understand why we got to keep doing this for You don't have to tell all our business on the podcast. <laughs> it's just dumb. But the passionate part, it says, hey, have we ever thought about a different way? Have we ever thought about um, to reduce the time? So the time that it takes, instead of, like, and I give you a good example, Crystal. When when you redid, I, I did a form at work, um, and it was for... I think it's the length of stay or something, something we do in the morning. And my form was probably kind of long, very lengthy. And 
And I think this is the kind of relationship that I love that we have at work because instead of Crystal probably looking at my form now, she might have been thinking this in her mind, but she <laughs> didn't. She didn't say it. She doing too much. Yeah, yeah right. Let me help my sister. Exactly. Yeah. Like, like what, what in the world is all this stuff that Crystal got on this thing? She didn't say that, right? But what she did was because she's passionate about helping and she's passionate about um, getting the job done. She she produced fruit by redoing the form. Mm. So it wasn't so much that. You know, you could have came to me in an angry way, like Crystal. Now, come on, now you did this form. This form is done. I mean, the form was so precise. So it, it's that's about producing fruit. So that's a good example. I swear, I wish I had that a long time ago. Because right? I think part of the stigmas I got on me is because of me. Exactly. I'm the well, reason why certain well, people I think feel because the same it, when way. When we know better, yeah, we, we do, do better. better. Exactly. So we, this is why we're talking about this mm -hmm. the conversation and. Again, I think the younger generation... Yeah, this can help me in my right. private, personal life. It, right, in <laughs> all our life, because I think that my... Like, the younger generation, I think they have it. Mm. Like, listening to my daughter today when, when, we were, when I was talking on the phone with her and just <laughs> how calm she was, and I think they get it. So, I think that, right, if we know better, now we do better. But I think that we didn't know better. Mm. We didn't know what the difference between maybe being passionate and anger. So even though we were passionate, like I said, my, my thing was always, well, this is how I talk. You know, I ain't going to change me. I'm just going, because I tell the truth and people don't like truth. But we also, we can't allow the stereotype, hmm. right? Yes. To define who we are as black women. Because I think that we do take, and like what I read the other, well, yeah, this morning was like the stereotype. It's really the greater masses that makes the stereotype. So, the greater masses, so let's just say Western culture, they define what what anger and passion, the angry black woman, they gave us that stigma. So let me ask a question here. Do you think race pay, plays a part? Yes. In of the course. workplace? Of course. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Because I think that, like you said, even if we're going back to Kamala, um, Serena Williams, um, Michelle Obama, we have other women, white women in the, in the media, film, all the, you know, just sports, whatever, that can do the exact same thing as like, like Serena. One example was when Serena was losing that tennis match mm -hmm. and she threw, she the, slammed her she racket slammed, mm -hmm. and she got, um, she lost some points or something and she lost the game or the tennis match. But we have other men and women who have done the same thing and they did memes on her. They did nasty Paintings on her, making her look like a anim, like a monkey. Her and Michelle Obama. So I think that right, we don't we don't get the same respect as our white women counterparts. We don't. So let's talk about some of our white counterparts, ladies. Like I could say, for example, okay, so Vice President Elect. <laughs> I like how that sounds. Kamala Harris. <laughs> <laughs> so okay, she did her debate. But then let's put her next to Elizabeth Warren, Hillary Clinton. Mm -hmm. How many, any other, I mean, all of them, like they all have done debates. They Sarah all, Palin Sarah was Palin. another one. Yeah. And that, I think they all had their head, I, I recall seeing some head nods and some shaking, talking with their hands. Facial expressions. Facial expressions. Right. And none of them had that's angry. Hillary did Dean no, that's angry when she debated not Donald a one. Trump. Not a meme saying that she was angry. Not a one. Right. Not a one. So let me ask this question. Do y'all remember Rosie O'Donnell? Yes. Mm -hmm. Rosie O'Donnell kind of had a strong oh, yes. voice, mm -hmm. strong tone. Cuss. Yeah, but I don't think people saw her as being angry. And mm -hmm. she would make those faces all the time like, mm -hmm. what? 
I can't believe they oh, said she's that. She's funny. She's but a comedian. she was funny. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. So I think race does play a part of that. And when you go to a job where you have someone that's not black that is your uh, boss or your supervisor and you're trying to explain something to them, sometimes I think they can't receive it because of the way we give it to them. Mm-hmm. So, like you said, you came in, it's like, I don't believe that this form is beneficial for us or it's mo- the most effective form. Mm-hmm. So I would like to introduce this form. Sometimes they take that as being aggressive mm-hmm. and very angry-like because, oh, she just came in and told me it was right. this. But if you came to me and I was your boss and you said that, I'd be like, oh, my God, that's that's. I didn't even think about that. Good job, Crystal, and keep it moving. Sometimes I think that can help hinder us from getting promoted. Oh, I, I, absolutely, absolutely. I've been at. You know, I think I've. I think I've missed out on a lot because of how I am. I, I now that I look back on it, um, and I think my turning point in my career, I had uh, a white man tell me with an attitude like that, "You will never get nowhere." Mm. And I sat on that a little bit. Like, it stung. I was like, the fuck? What you mean? What you mean? Like, I literally, like, he was sitting. I'm in his office. He got that big executive. And I'm sitting there, He, you know, and we talking. And I had said something to him. And I was just like, what you mean? Like, I forgot that I was yeah. in a professional setting. And I immediately got, it was like the hood came out of me. Like, what you mean? Like, what? And that's my whole demeanor. Like, oh, rocking yeah. back and forth. He sat up in his seat. He said, you know what? With an attitude like that, you would never get no And he said it like in such a, mm. and it took me back. Like, did he really just say that shit to me? But was it a trigger for you? Had you heard that before? I heard it before, but you know what? That, sh- it went, that shit went one ear, out the other. But I like, it's the way he said it. You know, some people, they said it, but it wasn't like how he said it. Like, he said it like he meant that, like. You, and then I took it like, oh, so I sat on it and I was like, oh, I, I might need to change, you yeah, know, because I kept yeah. hearing it and I was like, whatever, that's just them hating on me. Da, 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 da. Right. And we play sometimes that the victim. Yeah. Right. Oh, yep. they're just picking on me because I'm black. Yeah. They're just, uh-huh. But like I said, sometimes when you're hearing it from more than one place, mm-hmm. it's and probably right, true. It's probably true. And so for me, like in my home life, my personal life. Some jobs, like, I'm like Crystal, some jobs I had. And then, I when again, I think this maturity, knowing better, doing better. Um, Another thing is what I always tell people is this. <laughs> oh, my God. It just, it's, it's something that really racks a nerve for me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's just the way they are. Just oh, yeah. because that's the way someone is does not right. mean yeah. that that's right. Yeah. Or we should allow them to continue on without saying it. It burns me up when somebody says, well, you know how they are. They just how the way they are. That's just how they are. Right. They always been like that. So we continue to let somebody always be wrong. Mm-hmm. So if no one ever comes to you, Crystal, and says, you know, you might want to tone this down at work because this is not good. Mm-hmm. doesn't mean that you're changing who you are. Mm-hmm. It just means that you want to improve on yourself. Mm-hmm. There's a time and a place for everything. I like to use Angela from Tyler Perry's uh, why did I get married? Mm-hmm. Movie. Mm-hmm. Now Angela was that friend that was out there like, yeah, you were what? Oh, you not go? What you not? Everybody want that friend at some point, but I don't want you on my job. Right, man. I don't want you yeah, when yeah, I'm trying yeah. to be calm. But I want to be a. Crystal Corbin has already told me <laughs> <laughs> if I need her. Now, 
if my man <laughs> step out of pocket, man. if somebody coming over to try to fight, that one. we doing so wrong. I'm gonna tell you, I'm not that friend. If you she said don't, call, don't call me. If don't you don't call really me want unless you're ready. Yeah. See, that must yeah. be our name, and I don't. Yeah, because yeah, buddy, yeah, we're the people that get it done. I don't. Please I'm don't not call a, me. If I'm you not playing. a fighter, though. I'm not a. Fighter. Please don't call me if you're playing. If you really, if you really don't want to, don't call me. Crystal told me she said they did what now? Oh, let's go down. I was like, no, it ain't that serious. I was like, okay, so you need one of those in your pocket. But when you at work and when you're trying to be professional, is there something else I don't need that. With? I don't. I don't need that. Mm-hmm. So it's a little bit it in the workplace. I tried to find a balance. Mm-hmm. So working in management, I had to learn how to deal with other people that was that were that was not black, other people that took me as being angry, um, as not being passionate enough, or oh she they thought they could walk over me. So I had to I had to find a balance. Mm-hmm. Be me, but also learn how to be professional. So take the words that I say and try to change them mm-hmm. instead of saying, "Girl, you crazy." That that may not be the, the best professional word to use mm-hmm. in that place. Instead of saying, "How can we make this better?" Mm-hmm. Uh, or that I, that may not be the best idea at this time. Because as a leader, I think uh, I think a lot of women mm-hmm. are leaders, um, especially black women. Not saying just only black women, but for black women, I think sometimes we don't think that we're leaders, but we actually are because mm-hmm. we're beat down to be like oh, you need to be quiet or you're not pretty enough or you're not smart enough. or I always say that the black woman is the lowest on the totem pole sometimes, Mm -hmm. well, most of the time. And when you're trying to become a leader, you get get, um, labeled as an angry black woman or that she's so angry or why she's so loud. So we need to learn how to merge the two. Be that leader, Mm -hmm. be able to speak, be able to get our point across, but also not come off as angry all the time. Because sometimes we need to come off as as angry. When you have children that are in cages, we need to be angry about that. When you have people that don't have food, we need to be angry Mm -hmm. about that. So I think that's something that we actually need to talk about. So what about black men? Do you think black men think that black women are angry? You know, I, I think, see, this, this, this topic here, I think, with a lot of black men, they were raised in homes with moms. And they, I always say they just used to it. Because I think, like, growing up with a mom that always was fussing and was turned up, and then you get a wife that's turned up. Like, I just think that men just, some men, I think they're just immune to it. To be honest with you. But do they like it, though? Because I've heard some black men say, well, you know, black women so loud, they always angry. and yeah, I, yeah, It's yeah. just to depend on the man. I think that some men like it. Shit, some men should fuck. Some men like that shit. Because I, I, <laughs> I don't mean no harm. Like, you got some men been married to someone for 25 years, and you be like, yo, how the fuck your husband's still with you? Oh, he must like it. He got to. I just think that's But I think sometimes men don't like it. I think sometimes men, like you're saying, they just get used to it. And I think that sometimes... Maybe that's why our men don't speak up or they don't, they're not as. But then at what point are you a pushover? Like, do you really think somebody. The man or the woman? The woman. Like, I mean, you could be humble and you could kind of tone it down a little bit, but you got to find a balance, I guess. Yeah, but I think that goes back to the definition because even with that, even in a marriage, there's times when there's, you could be passionate about something or Mm -hmm. show anger, but right, right, you have to, you, you have to have some kind of balance. You like can't, pick and choose your battle. Right. 
And again, I think that goes with growth and maturity because if every time I, I mean, I could, I could just speak on my own marriage, being young and being married, everything was 10 on, to me. You didn't do this when you. We praying for you, Leon. <laughs> we praying for you every day. We pray for you, Leon. I got better. I'm, I'm, I'm getting I'm getting better. I'm getting better. But everything is a 10, right? So you, you didn't come in the house and say hi to me. That's a 10. Now I'm angry for the rest of the night. And I remember his mom said something to me. Well, did you say hi to him? And I'm like, no. What? Right. You mean I can do that right. first? Right. No. Because yeah. I want him to say hi to me. I don't, I'm sitting on the couch. Why he can't say hi to me? So then that made me angry. Now I'm angry all night. You know? So it's like you can't be angry all the time. Like you get up in the morning. You know, you're angry. You know, no, like it's so funny because my son had called me. Uh, he called me because he's supposed to be coming home for Thanksgiving. And the first word that came out of his mouth is, Mom, you know how to get a COVID test? Girl, <laughs> see you on 10. On 10. But why are you on 10? What the fuck? You need a COVID test. <laughs> you have to come home. The fuck? You, that, see? First of all, and I'm on 10. See, anger. And you so tell him like, now. He I just asked me for COVID test. I'm like, Mom, all I asked about was a COVID That's test. That's it. And so he's like, all right, I'm going to just talk to you later. He called me the next day, like, the argument never happened. And I'm like, my poor child, he get a girl, she start fussing. I, all right, I'm going to hit you later. Because he's so used to his mother being on 10. Right. The girl call him. He's like, man, I'll hit you later. I don't have time for that. Right. And so then he'll call me the next day, like, nothing happened. Right. I think like, that we train our men <laughs> to be silent. Because no matter what they say, the sky's blue tonight. Now the sky's red. The sky's red. I know you say the sky's red. Like... We're just angry for no reason. <laughs> Our engineers over here having a ball with this conversation. Yes. We're just angry. And so I think that, no, I think men don't like it. I think that we, we and I mean, I can just speak even for my husband, He because he's very, I don't want to say nonchalant, but he's he's not confrontational. But I think he likes the spiciness because he's still with you. Yeah, but not all, but the, time. Time. Like all this. the time. I'll tell you, <laughs> that's no, what I, was I say. tell you one thing: let a whole week go by, you don't, you ain't turn up. He gonna be like, "What the fuck is yeah. going on here?" Yeah, I think he'll be scared. He, yeah, he's gonna be scared. When I'm silent, you. be worried. Be worried. Be worried. Exactly. But I think that right. I had to learn, like Nicole said, I had to learn that balance because mm. he do not like me to be on ten all the like, and, and I just think physically and mentally. It is exhausting for us as black women. I think health-wise, to be angry all the time. I mean, you ever just meet somebody and you're just like... Yo, are you ever happy? Yeah. Like, yes. Like, really. My, my thing be like, damn, she must not be getting no dick or something. Like, she always... <laughs> <laughs> like, like, like she always yeah. angry. Hey, hey, like, that's the angry truth. Girl. I, I say that a lot sometimes. Yeah, I be yeah. like, listen. Man, yeah. like, what is going on? You need to get on? something going yeah, on, honey. Some geez. poking and stroking. Because, yeah, you're, you're not happy right now. <laughs> oh, my father. Yeah. Yes, <laughs> yes. You know, I, what I will say is this. You know, growing up, back to what Crystal said, you learn things. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. A lot. I came from a family with some strong women on on one side of my family. What I learned from them was, you know, I didn't see them smile a lot. Mm -hmm. Everything was like, but well, I don't know why they doing this. Well, I don't know he at the house. Well, da -da -da -da. so when I got married, I felt like I had to carry that. Be aggressive. But I think what we, what I learned was, 
that's the way you're supposed to be. And it's a coping mechanism yes. kind of type of thing to like, you got to be this way because you got to make sure everything is on point. Everything is this and this and that. And at some point in my marriage, I learned how to let that go mm. um, because I didn't want to be, it's exhausting it is. to just continue to be angry and to keep this facade. I was like, I just want to be happy. Let me tell you something. I don't know if it got something to do with age, but I'm at that state when I'm like, I got to maintain my peace. Yes. If it's disturbing my peace, I'm like, I'm not with it. Like, I can't. The old crystal was always turned up, always angry, always had an attitude, always had a tip on the shoulder. Like, the only the only people I probably turn up with are my kids. That's about it. Like, all that extra arguing, and I'm like, I can't. I just got, I just, it, it is, it takes a toll on your it mental. Does. You Like, literally, you're sick. So, I, you know, I just can't understand how that, that you know, being angry all the time, like, it's just, it's, it's too much. I mean, we wonder why we have diabetes, high blood pressure. Nicole's a nurse. What else, Nicole? Uh, anxiety, sugar. anxiety, sugar diabetes, sugar diabetes, yeah, sugar diabetes. Or as my son's tag likes to say, <laughs> that salt diabetes. I said, what is salt diabetes? What is that? Hypertension? Yeah, no, but I mean, no. yeah, crazy. physically, yeah, it 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 takes a toll on your body, and so. There's a lot of anger and depression, yes. uh, anxiety and depression. I'm sorry, that comes with that. Mm. And a lot of times, as a nurse, uh, when I have a patient to come in. A lot of women would come in, yeah, I have anxiety and depression. Oh, really? Okay. All right. Um, well, would you would you like to talk with someone? No, I won't talk about it. Um, well, we have a psych person. We have someone down here, a therapist, that can speak with you. We have a chaplain that can pray with you or whatever faith your faith is. No, I just got to pay these bills, and I got to do this, and I got to do that, and blah, 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 blah. And to me, it just sounds like, you need to pay your bills or live within your means or it's like mm. easier fix. Yeah. But because we've been taught to be this aggressive, angry person that she feels like she needs to hold on to that. If we just let that stuff go, some of the anger and depression will go away. Mm. And I think as black women, we, and we don't get taught that, right? Mm -hmm. I think that like you're saying, we've been taught to hold it all together, hold it all in. I know we talk about sometimes in generations keeping things and not and I think that sometimes secrets and things like that internally it can make you angry yeah like I think that can make you angry and then you it it, it starts spilling over in the other areas of your life your work life um your home life friends and I think that like I said when we think about that tearing down and destroying and, and then you wonder why you can't keep friends you can't keep jobs you can't keep a man well because maybe you're angry all the time. So how, we talked about relationships, but what about friendships? Mm. How do how do you think the angry black woman works in with your friendships? Like for me, most of the time with my black friends, it's not so much because I'm not I'm not an angry person really. I'm pretty really chill. However, there was a time when we were stationed somewhere else, and I had some friends, and we had a friend that was not black, mm -hmm. and I think that she thought that we were kind of loud and kind of aggressive and angry when we talked but in her culture she was not like that mm -hmm. so my balance was trying to make her feel comfortable to be into the conversation 
But at the same time, as black women, we were like, oh, okay, we don't have time for this to sit down and cry. Let's see how we can fix this. How are we going to figure this out? This is what we got to do. We're trying to make moves. We're trying to do this and this. Okay, we was going to the beach to do yoga. We was like, well, we're going to be up at 6. You're going to pick me up or I'm going to pick you up. Like, it wasn't such a... She, she wasn't like that. So I always found it as a struggle to try to hold back a little bit. So she didn't feel like I was like at her all the time. Have you had friendships like that before? I think, you know, I think a lot of times I find myself when I'm friends with people of another culture, I find myself trying to explain how I am to them more so they could get a good understanding of who I am. And then I think that, you know, to be genuine, you ask them, how do you perceive me? Like, mm -hmm. what is your thoughts of me? Like, even, I mean, I'm not going to say, and I don't know if it's okay to say names for work, but we have co-workers from other cultures that work with us, that sit at the lunch table with us. And I recall us even, I don't know how the conversation came up, but somebody asked, like, how do you view it? Like, I mean, and I think she kind of threw her off, but I think she understand that we don't mean any harm. I think she understands we just like to have a good time and, you know, but she knows that there's a difference between how she move in her household, how we move. Right. I think, and, you know, we all respect that. She all respect us. But I don't, to be honest with you, I don't think that she see us as angry or anything no. like that. I think at she that time, if you really dig down us. deep with other cultures and get a feel for how they feel, they feel the same way we do. But the difference between them and us is they... They're not perceived as angry when they deliver the same message we deliver. But I think it's too because they deliver the message and everybody del delivers the message in a different way. And I think that for us, we have to be okay with that. That's mm -hmm. what I learned for myself is like when I met Nicole, I always said, especially when the COVID thing came on. I said I wasn't like I me. I was always on ten. Not that I was she angry. Was on twenty five. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I could not catch the COVID. I could not. And so I always said I'm not going to worry till I see Nicole moving and shaking it in a different way. So when I saw her like start getting a little like oh the COVID the COVID, then I was like no. Nah, now I know it's really time to panic. Hmm. So I think that it's just the way in our delivery because maybe. I ain't going to say that nobody took me seriously, but whenever I was on 20, it was like, okay, Crystal, like you're doing the most today. Mm -hmm. But Nicole's delivery probably was no different than, I didn't feel like it was no different than mine. Cause when she was like, Hey, we going downstairs. I was like, Oh yeah, it's time to go downstairs. So I think sometimes it's our delivery, but I think like answering your question is when you're saying about for me, when my friends, like I have a lot of white friends and I don't feel like I have to explain. I, I really can't say like my friends that I have, I have to explain my passion versus anger. I think that the friends that I have, like I have one friend and I will say her name cause she, she's my bestie, but Barbara Jean, <laughs> um, you know, I think she understands me. I had a friend in Alaska that I call, we called each other Ebony and Ivory. I don't ever feel like I have friends, especially white friends that I have to explain my passion or anger. I think that, I think for me, they're just like my black friends. Like they understand, like when I'm angry, they're able to say, Hey, like, like you always tell me, Nicole, like, Hey, okay, tone it down a little bit. Or, Hey, like this don't, I think my friendships that I have, I don't, I don't ever feel like I have, like they, they, they saw me as an angry black woman. I That's think that they, they know saw, us, right. I think. I think with my friends, I think cause they know who right. I am. They know um, your character. They know that it's not coming from a, from a, from a, a malicious place. Right. And I think that that's the difference. And I think to me, that's the difference between having a friend 
an acquaintance, someone at work who really doesn't know you. Because even in the instance that we talked about earlier with my with the work with the situation at work for me, it was because the woman didn't know me. And I think that once she she saw that a when we sat down and I kind of explained, hey, this is why I came from this. This this is why I was I was so passionate because to me it was passion to her it came off as anger, but this is why I I felt this way and this is why I said what I said. This is why you said what, what you get, said. I just think what pissed me off is that why we gotta do all of that? Like why us as black women? Why do we have to take them extra steps to make people comfortable with us? That's what gets me so like why yeah. I gotta make why do I have to create environment so you can feel comfortable but do you feel so because you do you feel like other people don't have to do that for us to no, feel comfortable no they don't give a fuck about how we feel like why do yeah. we have to we always go out our way to make sure our husband's straight to make sure our kids straight to make sure the world around us is comfortable but we we uncomfortable we got to change who we are. I think that's what makes me so mad because when you sit down and have these conversations about being an angry black woman or being a passionate black woman, we have to jump through hoops to make sure yeah. everybody else good. But why are we jumping through hoops? Why? Why? <laughs> what standard? Like right. I, I said, do we allow the feedback that people give us? Do we allow that to help us to better ourselves or to... Or do we totally change who we are? If it's coming from a good space, yes. But some people, like sometimes, it might not be coming from a good space. But, but by whose standards? So if we were, if we were all in a lived in a black mm. community, it's nothing but black people, and we all talk the same. We was this by that standard. All of us talk the same. We right. We've been to Germany. Germany. Those people talk. Yeah. I love like aggressive. What I was telling y'all the other day. What I was telling y'all the other day. I was like, oh my god. I was telling y'all the other day. I I met this girl. She was Russian. When I tell Russians you, man, too, like she yeah. was. I was like, damn, like yeah. like harsh. Like those women are harsh, but I'm telling you, they still would not get that stigma like us. And telling you, I think it's just how we've been portrayed, not only by other cultures, but by our our culture right. as well. As saying, you know, they angry. Well, you know this. This is why I go date a white woman, or this is why I date an Asian woman because black women are always so. Uh, they yeah, they want face. that until they need you to turn up at some way that you didn't got. You know, like if you in the store, somebody did something, they want you to turn up. But I think again, <laughs> I think it's the stigma. That we allow people to place on us. I always think about that saying, like, I'm rubber, you're glue. Whatever you say, mm. bounce off me and sticks mm. on you. So I think that when when people say, well, you're if you do this, Crystal, at work, you're an angry black woman. Mm. And I think that we carry that. Mm. You know, it's almost like being pregnant and you have a baby. And you carry that baby for nine months. I think that for us as black women, we've been carrying a stigma for way too long. But I think sometimes we are who we are. I mean, I'm saying we are who we are, too. But I think sometimes it's, we have to catch ourselves. Because even at work, I'll be like, all right, Crystal. I go through a whole spill in the morning, driving to work. Today's going to be a good day. You're going to watch your <laughs> attitude. You're not going to turn up at the doctors. You're not going to turn up at the nurses. You you know, you, I send myself through this whole thing. And Girl, did she turn up? Did I turn up. One move. <laughs> then I pop off and I got to catch myself like. But we're going to work to do better. I have to. But, but what I want to do is. Bring it on in, because you know it's almost time for us to go back yeah, to work. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So <laughs> our co-workers, our people that's listening to us as well, co-workers, we like to call you our co-workers too while we're on break. We have um, this little thing called quick reference cards that we add to our badges. So we work in the hospital. We have a lot of little reference, quick reference cards that they give us. Mm -hmm. It'll, For example, you know, they have like a 
Code red means fire. Um, code silver could mean there's a missing patient or something to that extent. So they give the, give us these little quick reference cards. So we thought we would use that as our little nugget section. So we're going to give you some quick references. Um, the first one um, is going to come from Crystal. So it's okay to improve and change as long as you're being true to yourself. You acknowledge the change and you can be beneficial, helpful for you, not because you are trying to prove something to someone else. So it's okay to be like, I think what Crystal Corbin was saying, like, I don't want to change who I am right. for other people, but it's okay to improve on who we are. Mm -hmm. Of course it is. And then the one that I said was just because the way you are doesn't mean that you are right. Right. It doesn't mean that we should allow a person to continue to be wrong just because. Mm -hmm. Right. That's the way they've been. No, sometimes we need to help people because they know better. They do, do better. better. Right. Which was the next one. Crystal and never allow somebody to turn your passion into anger. And I know with that one, again, never allow anybody to turn your passion into anger. And that's mm. one of those things that I need to work on because you know it's just it, I know for me like I could be passionate about something and then someone could say something to trigger me and it just immediately you know I start turning up so that's what definitely one of the uh things that I definitely need to work on and I'm definitely I don't know why what your daughter said Crystal is sticking to me the most I have to like write that down somewhere because say it one more time that is really yeah so stick it to me is it uplifts inspires and produces fruit Anger tears down and destroys. I have to like I don't know why is that like standing out to me so much. Like that's that's, crazy. that's powerful. That's like Bible right there. Yeah. Like I'm gonna say like that statement is so like golden because I think if you like have that in the back of your head when you're right doing anything whether it's at work or whatever right in life because you'll get it far. I mean you will get far if you kind of have like a good attitude about things. Yes. Yeah, that's that's what's up. So that'll take us into our black business for the week for this podcast I should say. And today's feature, I'm proud to announce, is going to be my daughter, Cree. She has a business called 1925 Nova, and it's a holistic brand that we want to support that's for people to have a healthy relationship with yourself, mind, body, and soul. Her products and services are made to assist you in remaining rooted to a more natural way of living while learning to initiate the greatness dwelling within. Cree has... Um, Black shea butter or black African black soap and then whipped shea butter. You can find her on Facebook, Instagram at 1925Nova and her website, which is www.1925nova.com. Now, have you used her product? Yes. And it Let is, me ask you a question. Is her shea butter, it's just like regular shea butter or do it have any type of fragrance? Yes, she has um, lemongrass. Oh, God. Okay. She has... Um, it's whipped? It's wet. Oh, I love wet yes. shea butter. And I mean, you can use it on your hair. I use it on my body. My husband, Nicole, can appreciate this. Being in the military, he uses it on his feet. <laughs> yes, and father. He With those has boots. the best feet ever. I can say that because I'm his wife. So you said 1925. 1925. N-O-V-A. N-O-V-A. Okay. Um, and yeah, it's a, it's a great, great product. Let's support Miss Cree. Yes. And we can't wait to try it when Cree comes down. We're going to yeah, get some products. Yeah, she'll be here next next week, I think, or the week after. So, yes. So, I think today was, it was good. This was a good conversation. Yes. Um, our next topic is going to be girlfriends. Mm. Mm. My girl. 
Okay, I can't sing. <laughs> Y'all thought I was gonna my hit it, didn't you? I can't wait to talk about that one because I love that so I think it's gonna mm. be another good topic. Mm. But you know what time it is. Oh, we gotta go. Break back time is work. over. It's time to go back to work. We have to say goodbye to our co-workers out there yes. listening. Mm-hmm. And uh we will come back and talk with you guys next time about girlfriends. Y'all be ready. Let's get back to work or right now it's nighttime, so let's get home. Yes. <laughs> you guys have a great yes. night. Good 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 night.